0: Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com This is show number 91, released on July 25th, 2012 My name is Steve Yunus, and joining me, as always, is my good friend Scotty V. Hey, Scotty
1: Hey, what's happening? Uh, Not much, really. It's just been a really quiet month yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you'd think that by now we'd have some kind of thing to talk about, but it looks yeah. like it's just going to be you and me, just you know, gasping. going back and forth about the weather. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and uh, <laughs> there, yeah. No, 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 Of obviously we've got heaps to talk about. San Diego Comic Con, it took place yeah, this past month, and Man of Steel was there, and right. that, then there was the teaser trailers released to cinemas of the Dark Knight, and there was news about IMAX release, 3D or not 3D. So we've got a lot to talk about, as well as comic books and other stuff. So let's get straight into it and discuss Man of Steel at Comic Con.
1: Oh God, I, I I am so sad that I wasn't there because I am hearing, I'm hearing so many things. And you know, if you're a fan, you, you know you're trolling around the internet and you're looking for links. And you're looking for you know anything you can find, yeah. and then sometimes you go. Should I really watch this? Because when the teaser is released, I want to see it on the big screen with good sound, and you know I don't want it going in and out of focus, and uh, you know. But then you can't help yourself sometimes, and you start <laughs> reading descriptions, and you're looking at things, and you're wishing that you know. And I clicked on a few, and and as I clicked on this video has been removed, and I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> I missed everything. Yeah, uh, it was a
0: bit painful that way, wasn't it? Um, it obviously. Was. Now, off the bat, I've got to congratulate uh, Lewis and Ivan Jame, who attended Comic-Con on behalf of the Superman homepage and did a fantastic job keeping us up to date with everything that was going on there, reporting live from the Man of Steel panel, uh, recording the panel on video, uh, obviously minus the, the footage that was shown, because they had pretty you know, uh, stringent uh, rules in, uh, in place there at Hall H inside the San Diego Convention Centre in regards to Filming the footage that was shown of Man of Steel, and uh where people were forced to put their cameras down or turn their cameras off uh some sneaked out. Warner Brothers were very vigilant about removing those from YouTube or wherever they were posted. It's pretty hard to you know monitor the internet and stop them all uh there was for a long time only very very distant you know camera footage that, like I said was blurry in and out of uh, of the screens there and you could hear the words which were pretty good and the music which uh you want to make mention of and uh and for a while that's all we got.
1: Yeah, I mean uh my understanding is that the that the music uh in the in the footage at Comic Con was from another Hans Zimmer scored film. hmm Um the thin, thin red line. And uh when I heard this music, you know, I know I'm gonna get crucified for this, but for the first time I thought this you know, this Hans Zimmer might be able to pull this off. You know, and I know a lot of people are are upset that they're not using the John Williams thing and 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 that there's no connection to the other films and everybody's Christopher Reeve this and Christopher Reeve that and John Williams theme and how can they not, you know, and nothing's ever going to top and blah 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 and maybe it won't and maybe it will, but finally hearing some, you know, I I, I have I have not made um I have not made a secret of my Um, not enjoying the Nolan Batman franchise. So I've had some concerns in terms of uh, them handling this movie. And I'm kind of glad that it's a different director. And I know that, that Nolan takes everything very seriously and, and, and he's, he's, you know, he's a quality film, you know, he's not making crap. I just haven't been attached to these films. And Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that obviously that's different with man of steel and hearing this music on, 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 on some of this comic con uh, uh, it's incredible. So, and it really fit, you know, the emotion of what I was, you know, taking in. So I'm 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 now I now have a new a new hope for the idea that that Zimmer can pull off something that will be a nice complement to the Williams score. Like it's not I nobody nobody expects, I don't think, um, you know, the the the, the brilliance of the Superman theme to be overtaken or no. to somehow suddenly be better now. Um but but I think that you know from what i heard finally that 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 it could be it could be something good
0: yeah and to uh zimmer's uh credit he's admitted that he's pretty much scared like he's not scared but well i don't know what the word he was but he was terrified i think was the word he used of uh of coming up with something uh for man of steel that he knows it's going to be a massive undertaking and he knows is forever going to be compared to John Williams and what he did with the Superman theme from the Christopher Reeve film. but uh, well, it's a tough
1: act to follow. He's just I mean, going
0: to do his best, and he just hopes you know. that he can, can do something that's fitting, and, and it's a totally different movie, totally different feel. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he said he'll come up with something, and he said the fans and the media will let him know whether or not he succeeded. And so uh, we uh, wish him the best, and I, I don't envy the task that he has
1: no, but uh it, well, in a way, I do because uh you know probably right now he's in a in a studio somewhere watching the film and, <laughs> and, and coming up with ideas of of how it's going to theme here and 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 what it's going to sound like there, and you know themes for individual characters you know i'm thinking about the original John Williams thing where everybody had a title and places yeah. had a title, and then they all had themes and you know we're gonna have this to look forward to as the soundtrack is released yep. and the movie is released. Really, you know, and and uh, you know I'm I'm I, again I have a renewed faith in in the ability of of this film crew to come up with something really spectacular and and uh, I'm really excited.
0: Now at Comic Con also they released the poster, uh, Comic Con poster, which is obviously the poster or an image that they're using on the official website, manofsteel.com, dot uh, com, of uh, Henry Cavill as Superman. Uh, in shadows with uh, kind of just the focus on the S and on his chest. And uh, it's very moody, um, like mood lighting and uh, quite
1: striking. I saw this poster and again, uh, I got excited. I'm looking at it right now. I have it as my desktop wallpaper. Yep. I'm not sure how to resize it. So what I have is the bottom of Henry's chin, <laughs> his shoulders and a big giant S on my screen. Uh, and not much else, but uh, it actually looks kind of cool this way. Uh, but it does contain a lot more than that. If you look at the whole thing, you you got the title at the bottom and the and the, and the uh, the year, and it's I like it a lot. I mean, I I I I collected some of the Superman Returns posters, and I have mm-hmm. them in frames uh, at times, and uh, they're they're nice. Uh, this has a lot. I, I I don't know what what the word is. Maybe style is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. This is just really stylish it's almost it's almost like artwork in and of itself the 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 the, uh composition of it it just looks really good and it it made me um uh, you know these little pieces that come out as time goes on some people will remember uh when superman returns was was being released we would get little bits and pieces here and there and and it was always cool to see the next thing you know Mm. what was going to be um the next thing that we get to see and and uh you know, I just got done watching some of the panel, um, and and you know, both both Snyder and Cavill seem really uh, friendly and and open and happy and and just really proud of what they're doing and and into the character. And my favorite, my favorite, was who would win uh, between the Nolan Batman and 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 your Superman. And, and I just and Snyder was just like. I love Batman, but, I mean, really? Come on. I mean, what kind of a question? <laughs> you know? uh, because I'm finally sure someone is right. okay with saying it. <laughs> you know, normally everyone's kind of like, oh, well Batman, you know, he's really great and Nolan's great and these movies are great. Nothing's going to – and I just like that, that Snyder doesn't care. He just came right out and said, I mean, that's just – you know, that's a silly question because we're talking about Superman here. Um, I love that. And then there was a guy crying.
0: Um, <laughs> trying to ask a question
1: in the audience, and he, he seemed like he was kind of a a big uh, Puerto Rican guy or something, and and you wouldn't think that a guy like that would be so moved just just <laughs> just by being there, and uh, that was funny. That was funny, but also you know, um, kind of telling in terms yeah. of uh, what this means Act. to a number of people. And I don't know if that was after the footage was shown because I mean. if that was after the footage was shown, then that makes that, sense. Makes a little more sense because from what I'm hearing and from the little bit I've seen, it really is um, quite moving. And I had just, I want to mention this isn't really Superman related, but Chris Hardwick uh, hosted the panel. And uh, this is a guy who uh, hosts a show called um, Talking Dead. I'm a Mm -hmm. big Walking Dead fan. It's based on uh, some graphic comic books. And uh, he's very funny. And I was just surprised to see him there. And uh, I like how he kind of tussles with the big muscular guy who makes a few. And I don't know wh- why that guy suddenly just decided to attack him, but uh, uh, he he has a nice hardwick, has a nice comeback, and uh, it's it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, there's a good panel. It's very entertaining to watch. Uh, people commenting on uh, how inarticulate um, Zack Snyder seems to be. I think he's trying to hold back his words and 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 trying to think of before he speaks and just to you know what how much can he say.
1: In regards to Well, the he knows that he Nolan be, is is ready to you know uh, on kill you. <laughs> uh, kill anybody who actually says anything um, that they shouldn't say. But what I found interesting too was somebody asked about the villain, and I, I just figured they were gonna say, well, it's, yeah, Zod, it's Zod, you know, because we already know that it's Zod. You know, there may be something more, which seems to be what they're hinting at. Uh, but it was interesting that then when they do talk about Zod later. He makes it kind of sound like maybe there is an Azad. He's kind of like, well, if there is a person named this, and if he met this Superman, and we would know that they were...
0: I think he was uh, just being tongue-in-cheek.
1: Yeah, which I found, yeah.
0: It was interesting. Of, it now, was. about about the poster, before we move away from the poster, there were comments about where's the yellow behind the S. And yeah. obviously it's a stylized thing. It's, it's, a, it's a decision that I've made on the colorizing of this image to make it a particular way and we know that the yellow is there in the costume behind the S, so don't freak out, people.
1: Exactly. A lot of a lot of people are saying things like, Oh, well, we've had a Nolan Batman and then now we've we have a Nolan Spider Man and it looks like we're gonna have a Nolan Superman and by that they mean dark, 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 dark. Uh and based on this image, people again are are jumping to conclusions that this is the moody um, uh, you know, I don't know, grief-stricken whatever Superman that 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 is relatable to the new Spider-Man and the new Batman and, and that, you uh, know, destroying our Superman, all, all that stuff that we've heard. Mm. Um, but again, um, I think that this is just a mood piece. It's again, like I said, it looks to me, it's a very, um, uh, for lack of a better word, attractive piece of artwork if you were going to have a poster or something i mean it's it's very well composed it looks really good and and the yellow i could take a little hint of yellow you know if they turned it up just a little bit but i but i do like the idea and the whole the whole composition they made it kind of a dark um more more of a foreboding kind of look um, which a lot of people don't normally attribute to Superman. They don't want it to be foreboding. They want it to be open and 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 bright and happy and cheery. And sometimes the world isn't like that. No, and and I know one of one of my problems with the the Nolan films, the, the Batman, is that it just seems like it's never ending, just pounding depression yeah. into you from the beginning to the end. And I think it's that really that's right. what people are hoping Superman isn't. Yeah. I don't mind. In fact, I've been clamoring for it for years. Seriousness in what the hero needs to face, yeah, but at the same time um, a brightness to the hero exactly uh, an exactly. uplifting you know inspiringness to the hero and I wasn 't really getting that you know and i've i've been told by a number of people that that i 'm insulting them and and <laughs> and that it 's getting old, and that uh, they 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 are annoyed by me talking about this thing that they have so much passion for and you know, just to come out and say it now, I am – I'm very happy that all these people have their Batman and, and have these movies that they love so much. And I wish, just like any superhero movie that I see, that I had that feeling. I go in hoping for something great every time and I don't get it and, I, and I'm, I'm disappointed that I don't get it because I see that people the world over are getting it or are at least buying into the hype of it. And I am I – you know, maybe there's something wrong with me but I hope – I hope that I get my thing when Superman comes out. You know, yeah. when Man of Steel comes out uh, next June.
0: Now, uh, with the Dark Knight Rises, we were all anticipating the teaser trailer for Man of Steel, and they kind of uh, surprise us with uh, it's the same trailer, the same footage, and it's, I think it's about a minute and a half long. I haven't actually checked the, the exact timing on it, but there are two.
1: thirty eight, I think.
0: Yeah, there are two different versions of audio. One having Russell Crowe's Jor-el. Uh, voiceover, which many people prefer, to um, Kevin, Costner's, Kevin Costner's Jonathan Kent voiceover. Um, having seen both of them now, and they've been officially released, if you haven't seen them, uh, one is uh, available via uh, com, and the other one, I think, they're all on YouTube anyway, so uh, they've, go to the uh, Superman homepage YouTube account, and uh, you'll be able to see both of them and hear both of them. I would
1: recommend that you you download the 1080p if you have a screen that you can watch that on because it's very crisp, it's very clear, the colors are very, very good. Um, You can watch it on Yahoo. Um, I believe the Yahoo one is the Kevin Costner one. Um, But if you just watch it the way it's embedded, it's going to be the the 300p or whatever it is, and it's uh, a little grainy and a little – it's not very sharp. Um, so if you take a couple of extra minutes and download it it doesn't take very long wait till your your line is completely full and then watch it you can watch it on full screen and, and it looks it looks great <laughs> uh, um, I, I like um, uh, now having heard about some other stuff I can see and understand more some of the complaints I've been hearing I've been hearing things like they should just give up uh, it's clear that they got a blue jeans, um, uh, deadliest catch discovery channel thing going on here. And, uh, uh, what, wh- you know, what am I even looking at, you know, and then you get to the end of the thing and, 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 you know, if you, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I apologize, but there's a really great scene at the end that's, that you go, oh, wow, that, that that's really great. What was I looking at before? Um, but, but when I watched it, I thought. This really has an emotion to it. It has character to it. It has a mood to it that you, you get the impression that um, this is a movie. This isn't, this isn't like uh, – and I know Nolan says it all the time. We weren't making a superhero movie. We were making a good movie that happened to have a guy who can be considered a superhero in it. And sometimes that sounds trite but when i'm watching it i go this could this could be the thin red line this could be you know an actual the way it looks the cinematography of it reminds me of a real serious movie like mm. you know i don't know Not if a you, comic book movie if you get what i'm saying but yeah. yeah which could be great i mean i love avengers i thought it was fantastic probably mm-hmm. my favorite movie of the year and 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 one of my favorite superhero movies um you know, but on the other hand, a serious story with serious characters and and and, and serious surroundings and things going on could also be good. Um, again, if if it doesn't go too far to the darkness element, and 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 uh, obviously the scene at the end was fantastic, and I like the voiceover of both um, Jor-el, I guess, and Jonathan Kent. I think I'm more partial to the Kents um, okay. simply because I think that. It, it humanizes Superman more, and also they would be the story that we know now. Sometimes they change things, and, and in the new Fifty Two, both the kids are dead, and who knows what what the hell's going on going to go on with that. Um, but the idea that this kid from a very young age grew up with two Earth parents, I think there would be a stronger emotional connection and 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 character to be seen from there. Now I know we're gonna from what I've been hearing, see a lot more of Jorel mm-hmm. and and hopefully Lara. Uh, one thing that I did want to say that, that 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 struck me when I watched both of these, and it's the exact same footage, it's just a different voiceover on both, is that it's a little disappointing that it doesn't seem again like Lara or Martha are getting their due in terms of what they brought to the life of Clark Kent or mm-hmm. Kal-El.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, um, that's a
0: fair comment, and it, it may be a father-son um, theme in the movie, you know, uh, but... Uh, but didn't
1: we have that? I mean, yeah, wasn't that the whole yeah. Donner thing and the true. new Superman Returns? And... But
0: again, we're judging, prejudging a movie right. on a minute and a half of footage. Right.
1: True, true.
0: But I understand, well, you, I understand your, your comments there. No, I saw comments on Twitter from some of the female Superman fans out there saying... Uh, you know, we get two dogs and and Clark Kent, but we don't get a female whatsoever in this in this tra- teaser trailer. And I'm thinking, well, hang on, we only see Clark Kent. That's he's the only character that's actually seen person. in the whole person that's seen as a kid or as an adult in this whole one minute and a half uh, trailer uh, teaser trailer. Okay, we get the voiceovers of Jonathan and Jarrell, as you said, um, but you know, let's not start making out like this is a sexist thing. And we're, it's He's Superman. He's Clark Kent. It's it's the only person that he's seen in this trailer. So um, just hold your horses, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I think it's interesting that I that I went down that road just now because um, uh, Jeffrey Bridges, a uh, regular contributor to the site, um, uh, had a comment about the teaser himself saying that he's a giant Lois Lane fan. Right. Giant. Uh, I love Lois. And I think she belongs there and I, I love the whole love story thing. I have said many times that we've already kind of seen that from the angle of Clarkson Metropolis. Here's Lois and now they're in love. Um, one of the things that turns me off I think most on the original films was that I don't really think there's a lot of character growth there or depth there. It's kind of like they kind of put them there and they go, well, everybody knows that Superman and Lois have a love affair. So now they're in love. And there was no really, there's no. I never saw a reason why did Clark suddenly love her. He just saw her, and now he loves her. And Lois just seemed to want him because he was Superman. And it, so I'm hoping that we see more of a development. And I and I've said for a while that uh, Amy Adams, uh, many people have mentioned because she has red hair, she could have been Lana Lang. And I and I'm saying it's not about the red hair so much, although that adds to it. She could have been Lana Lang in that we are seeing. Superman in a different place than where we have seen him. We're seeing him on a boat. We're seeing him travel the world. We're seeing him in a gritty environment um, before he has his costume, presumably doing things to help, but not really knowing exactly where he's going to land in terms of what he's what he's going to end up doing at some point when he does don the costume and do what he does so i I think we could almost have had an entire movie without a lois lane and it looks like we're not having that so those of you who are big lois lane fans i don't really think you have to worry they've cast an oscar nominated multiple award-winning actress in amy adams and i don't think that they're gonna just kind of have her there and not use her her, You know, it looks like she's going around trying to find this mysterious figure, and she's doing investigating, which is what Lois should be doing. So there, they have that going for him. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. But I could have, again, from looking at it from an earlier standpoint, could have seen a different type of romantic interest, uh, Alana, or you know, a character in another place where he visits. And maybe we will see some of that. Um, and and you know, uh, Jeffrey was saying too, you know, it doesn't have to be a romance, but Lois is integral to the character of Mm -hmm. Superman and he and she's as important as he is to the mythology. I'm not sure I'm willing to go that far because, again, it's not Man of Steel and Lois. It's Man of Steel. So, again, we're only seeing a teaser and it's only a minute and a half. So don't get all upset that she's not there, but – it is Man of Steel. It's not Man of Steel and somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Lois is important, even though other characters can be important, um, this is this is clearly about his journey and about what's going to go on um, um, as he grows toward being Superman. Different, other characters are integral to a story in any movie. Yeah. You need to have other people Support, to complement right. the lead and maybe... If they do it correctly, and, and if I'm being honest, I don't think Lois has ever been done correctly on film. Um, I think Terry Hatchers was the closest to a more equal partner, a person that yeah. I could see him falling in love with. I could see her falling in love with him and the way the relationship grew. We haven't seen that on film ever. Um, yeah. Margot Kidders was a very kind of shallow uh, character that f- fell in love with – super. I guess was obsessed with Superman – and and it just kind of didn't come out of any natural place. It just was. So I'm, I'm 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 still hoping that we see some development from every camp, every character, every person. Um, we need more than what I have seen in previous incarnations of uh, Superman. So people ask me, why are they redoing this again? There's so many characters they could do. You know, uh, enough with the Superman already. We've already, but i don't think we have i yeah, don't think a lot you know we've seen some yeah. adventures we've seen some things but we haven't really seen strong character development or or really um story moving progress that makes things happen it's more like it's been plot driven and there's a couple of characters that know each other and and somehow end up together
0: yeah now let's quickly go through the trailer bit by bit the teaser we've got it starts off obviously with all the logos of the companies and you got Uh, Sea water crashing over rocks. You've got clothes hanging on a washing line. There's a seagull flying uh, Kind of near the washing line then it says next summer and then we're showing a boat yard a boat uh, Kind of on shore uh, On on stilts. I guess you'd call it um, docked and it's called the Reagan Alicia if I freeze frame it there. I don't know what uh, that is in reference to but it's a boat yard and we see a bearded Clark Kent, uh, I guess, putting on his shoes or and playing with a dog sitting on the stairs there. Then the boat's crashing through the sea water. We assume it's Clark on board, you know, with the with the the boys and the cage, the fish cage, the the tra- uh, trawler, I guess you'd call it. And uh, he's got his hood on and he's you know he's got striking blue eyes, which is which is really good to see that they've done that for Cavill. And um, you know, he throws the, the, the fishing cage over the side of the boat, and then it shows us from Zack Snyder, director of Watchmen and 300, which I'm sure caught the uh, attention of quite a few people. Then we see uh, someone looking at a photo book, and in the photo book is a picture of Jonathan Kent, Kevin Costner, with the young Clark Kent at the science fair. The sign, sign behind them says the science fair and it looks like Clark's done one of those uh, typical uh, um, volcano type of science projects. Um, and then we continue. We see a boy running on the grass with a, a red towel, or uh, attached, you know, around his neck, uh, playing near the washing line. Then we see an adult Clark Kent with his duffel bag, somewhere in Alaska, we're assuming. Um, and he's walking along the road. He sticks out his thumb as a semi-trailer or semi-trailer, as you guys like to pronounce it, uh, races past him. Which begs the question: Why can't he fly or run? Why does he have to hitchhike? But anyway, uh, and then the words, and producer Christopher Nolan, director of the Dark Knight trilogy, which I'm sure caught a lot of other people's attention as well. And then we see uh, a landscape. It looks like, I don't know if it's a snowy landscape or a dusty, stormy sand landscape. Um, And then we see a butterfly standing on a chain and the boy, uh, again, with the red cape uh, tied around his neck with a white shirt and blue jeans. Playing uh, near his dog and near the washing line. We assume that's a young Clark Kent. And uh, he puts he, he For a very brief minute, he puts his uh, fists on his hip in a very uh, iconic pose. And then the words Man of Steel come up on the screen. And then we see a, a shot of the, the sky and something zooming through the sky. They zoom through in on it. We see that it's Superman. And he's got like a. He's creating like a sonic boom behind him. And he thrusts his two hands forward in the air, and we have the contrails of uh, of uh, uh, what we call a vapor behind him, and then the the, uh, the massive S symbol comes through to the screen. Twenty thirteen, and then all the credits, and that's the trailer.
1: Indeed, it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My There's a lot
1: of interesting imagery there, and it's it's you know uh, some people that I've talked to about it are. Are kind of quizzical, kind of confused, um, confounded, not really sure w- what they watched and, yeah. and why it was put together in such a way. Um, what I uh, took from it was that they wanted to show us just in imagery and a voiceover that there's character behind this, mm. the film in general, that it, that it has character, that it's not necessarily just going to be about um, what kind of spectacle we can show you.
0: I found it interesting uh, people's comments. My brother after watching it said, he's got a beard, how does he shave? (laughs) I just said, I assume with his heat vision. I (laughs) wonder if we'll see that in the movie.
1: Yeah, somebody said that at the panel was asking about it, and they were kind of like, is that that's that's really your question. That's, you're asking, <laughs> <laughs> are we going to see him shave in the movie? That's what you wanted to know. Now, um, yeah, I just, I, you know the other thing about television. I've said this before. You know, in TV, there was a Dean Cain shot where he was shaving in the yeah, mirror w- yep. with his heat vision. They can do that kind of stuff more readily on TV because they have time, um, and that's what I like about television. If it's a good show. There's a lot more development going on there. A lot of times in a movie, they kind of have to get to it yeah. and and get so what's going, going on. Of- so, you know, you may see some quirky things like that on occasion, but it, it's less likely, I think, in, in a big film.
0: Yeah. Now, one of the comments, in and I, I wrote a, an article comparing what a teaser trailer is and comparing it to the Superman the Movie teaser trailer, which only showed a first-person perspective of, flying through the clouds and the names of the actors who were in it and nothing more. There was actually no footage from the film in the first teaser trailer for the Superman, the movie. A and, lot of
1: times there isn't footage available when, yeah, when they come up with teasers or logo or, or whatever.
0: So, uh, and then one of the comments I heard was, Oh, it's so dark, you know, like we, even when he's flying through the sky, they had to put clouds in the sky. It couldn't have been a bright, sunny day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and like, as ridiculous as that comment is, obviously clouds give a perspective on how fast something is flying. Otherwise, if it's just blue sky and something's going through the sky, it could be going five miles an hour or 500 miles an hour. Uh, clouds obviously give um, you know, a reference point for how fast something is going when you're filming a close-up of something flying through the air, so you'd, have to, you'd assume that that was part of the, the reason for there being clouds in the sky.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also, I mean, I I think it. In terms of framing something, from a photography standpoint, the clouds add to the picture. Yeah, a bit, a, a, you know, a big open blue sky could be nice, you know. But this is a like said, again a piece a of reference. artwork. You yeah. know, it's put together. It's a composition. Uh, I also, you know, along that same line, I have read some comments about, oh, so Superman uh, leaves behind uh, some kind of a chemical trail when he's flying, or uh, so he's Iron Man now and and rocket boots or or, uh, smoke comes out of him when he's flying. And um, again, I I thought, like you said with the other comment, I thought that was kind of humorous. Um, I'm not a scientist, but I know that if you move through the air at a certain speed, the different temperature changes and and the uh, humidity in the air and the uh, the water in the, the air vapor. you know interacts in such a way that a trail is created
0: yeah you see that on the on airplanes you know with the wings the the vapor trails coming from the wings and that's not where the engine is that's you know the very tips of the wing that's obviously you know it's a, it's like you said a reaction of air uh, different uh, molecules and different uh, temperatures and um and that's what that is and so it's it's interesting to see that and that's we haven't really seen that before with superman flying so i think that's uh you know and they they do research on these things they have a look they you know they check out how things fly and what kind of an effect it would have you know as far as a sonic boom and and all that kind of stuff and they uh, they, nah, see it they just
1: went in and said this will look, cool. look cool so let's just put it there who cares
0: <laughs> so uh, that's the teaser trailer for man of steel and you know it's uh it's got people talking uh, and it's you know it's uh, very exciting to see some some footage and um, you know the the Comic Con footage is floating around out there if you're sneaky enough to see it um, and I'm sure we wow. will see wow we will see uh, that kind of footage included in a theatrical trailer that would probably in my uh, you know calculations be released probably with The Hobbit uh, in December this year.
1: Yeah, that seems like uh the most likely place. I mean, it's another um uh Warner big Brothers. movie, big Warner Brothers thing yeah. and uh you know, um speculation was that that's why they moved Superman to get it away from such a giant movie. I don't know because I'm hoping that Superman's going to be a giant movie. Yeah. Um but 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 either way, I don't think you want two of your giant tent poles to be going up against each other. So, uh it's probably a good move whether it's for that reason or not. Um, but yeah the hobbit should could be a likely place where we might see a uh, an elongated actual theatrical trailer where perhaps some of the fears we've been talking about will be allayed for people you know seeing Lois or seeing some other women in the trailer or actually seeing some action or uh, not watching a boat float around um, hopefully there will be um, something more to get excited about but Along that same line, as you said, the trailer does—the teaser does—have people talking. Um, It. I think that that's what it's supposed to do. You wrote an article about what a teaser is meant for, and it's not really meant to show you action. It's not meant to show you characters. It's not meant to tell you the story. It's meant to introduce you to the idea that there will be a movie. That's it. Uh, Believe it or not, there are people that have no idea. You know, as much as it is Steve's life. As much as it is my life, as much as uh, Jeffrey and, and Michael Bailey and Neil Bailey and and, and and many other fans, that this is their whole life. There's a lot of other things going on in people's lives. And uh, some. I've talked to many people who, when I mention it, they go, they're making another one of those? <laughs> and, you know, you would think everybody knows by now, but, but uh, you know movies still need commercials still that's need right. to be advertised and that's really what a teaser really we get all excited about it and people cheer at comic con really isn't for us no it's it's it's, it's they're to let, trying to get other people into yep. the scene. we're going to be there they that's know right.
0: that they know we know about it already this is to let people who don't know about the movie that there is a movie coming and right. um you know a lot of people might get you know a lot of people who're sitting in the cinema uh, Watching this fishing boat, this 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 hearing Russell Crowe or, or um, Kevin Costner's voice, and it's, you know it seems like a very um, mood piece, and there seems to be a lot of emotion to it, and you know you don't know what it's about, and then all of a sudden you see Man of Steel, and then you see Superman flying, you think, oh okay, this is not the kind of movie I'll you know. Some people get turned off comic book movies. Some people see a superhero movie and go, no, I'm not going to see that, but if they see a trailer that gives them something that's different to what they expected. And let's face it, this teaser was different to what a lot of Superman fans expected. Very different. Then, and I think
1: I was interesting that you went there.
0: Yeah, Because I, I was going to I was going to say, go.
1: you know, well
0: actually this might be a movie about that I, that I might like to see and then they go, "Oh, it's Superman. Wow. That's different."
1: Not what again, not what we expected. And yeah. I think you know, you went there right before I was going to go down that road. I think that With a teaser trailer, more than theatrical trailers and more than uh, ads on TV you start to see as the movie gets closer, since you're letting the general public know about something that you assume most of them don't know, you're trying to interest people who may not have been interested otherwise. So if you immediately show the Hulk romping around destroying buildings and aliens shooting at people, you may lose a giant amount of your audience, whereas if you show – tender moments, if you show uh, father-son connections, if you show um, animal companionship, if, if, if you show hard work and, you know, and then you show a clip of what it really is, people can kind of get the idea that it looks more, it looks like more than something that they might see at a, at a, at a, at a comic book movie.
0: Yeah, I remember a, a classic example was a trailer that they had for Gladiator, and it made it sound like a love story, and they had all the tender moments of the, you know, the, his relationship with his wife and his and his uh, child, and his relationship with the uh, the princess or whatever she was, the, the king's daughter, and and it, there was no no footage of massive battles of bloodshed of, you know, of uh, of uh, you know fighting in a in a colosseum. It was all just very tender moments, and it made it sound like a love story. And I'm sure that was obviously intended for female audiences or people who might not you know want to go see a movie about gladiators fighting
1: exactly and that's what you want to do if you're a yeah. marketing machine if you're the people behind trying to get the idea of this movie out to people especially with just a teaser you, you now you could make the argument well if that's the case then uh, the people that you're trying to sell it to aren't going to be in the batman audience anyway but i think that 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 the teaser in general no matter what movie you put it with if it's seen by people that that may not want to go see a rip-roaring action superhero movie um like with the gladiator thing you you can you can get a, a more broad audience to notice like what is yeah. this what am i watching what am i looking at I here? Might oh, see that. you know maybe that's something to see
0: yeah now there was a bit of confusion about this uh, whole imax thing um IMAX put up a page about Superman, uh, Man of Steel in 3D at IMAX and then it was quickly pulled down and uh, obviously people caught sight of it and uh, reported on it and then it was kind of, uh, you know, uh, a bit of a letter was sent out to, I think it was um, com, saying, look, what's happened is IMAX people have made a mistake. It won't be in 3D, uh, assuming it still will be in IMAX, um, but uh, this film is not being shot in 3D and it will not be seen in 3D, just like The Dark Knight hasn't been in 3D.
1: Yeah, I, I, when I saw that, that first post that, that it would be in 3D and that there was an IMAX page saying it would be in 3D, I I I was a little confused. I think some other people were too, because, um, you know, since Nolan's involved and he's kind of made his uh, opinion known Dance. that he thinks 3D is a gimmick and it's not really something he goes for, um, it was kind of surprising. And I thought, hmm, maybe Zach has more pull than I thought, because uh, we. I think we kinda know that Snyder is much more a spectacle hmm. movie guy, yeah. uh, with three hundred and, and, and with uh what is it, Sucker Punch. Yep. Um really big action pieces with a lot of cool effects and, and uh you know uh so you could see that type of a director maybe going for three D, whereas we know that Nolan has a really staunch um, attitude toward it and doesn't want to use it, so it was a little surprising. And then, of course, the next day, I guess uh, we realized that that was a mistake. You got to wonder how
0: these mistakes happen. I mean, who's the 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 webmaster, or you know, how to like how does that happen? How does a big company like IMAX and Warner Brothers get conf- get confusion about whether or not something is in 3D or not, and whether or not you're allowed to announce it
2: or not?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think maybe there or is are it a ploy? People- that are programmers that, that get their, you know, their uh, duties constant. for the day, that they have to go in and enter this information into the screen so that we can all see it. And, uh, you know, when it was put there, somebody just added 3D. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe. Because but Because, you is know, that, they
1: do different things every day, and, you know, there's yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the same thing just with a different title and
0: but the thing is, they didn't just remove the 3D part; they removed the whole page. You think they would amend the page and say, "Hang on, look, it's it is in IMAX, but it's not in 3D." Uh, sorry for the confusion, but they just pulled the whole page, and yeah, haven't I put it up if, yet.
1: I, <laughs> I wonder if Warner Brothers said, you know, too early. Uh, we called them really quickly and and said, "What are you doing?" And you know. Uh, and everybody kind of important. got scared and, you know, quickly moved it out of the way, and you know, to kind of not get in the way of the juggernaut that is, you know, Warner Brothers for now. And, yeah. and uh, you know, we'll see what happens with it later, I guess. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, moving away from Man of Steel, uh, we've spent quite a bit of time, obviously, to talk. Do about we it. have
1: to? <laughs> uh, so excited.
0: On a, on a similar note, uh, Justice League is a movie that they're obviously trying to get in place. And uh, Christopher Nolan was asked about it at... Uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, red carpet stuff for The Dark Knight Rises. And they said, look, no, I'm not involved. I have no interest in doing any more Batman films. Uh, I'm not involved with the Justice League, you know, no way, no how. And, um, you know, a lot of people breathe a sigh of relief because, you know, they don't want his style of Justice League movie. Other people saying, oh, it's a shame because he seems to have a real grasp on uh, how to, you know, make these characters, these, you know, fictional comic book characters more realistic.
1: Well, it is. Uh, it's obviously, as I've said many, many times, the Batman films are hugely successful. People love them the world over. They are highly uh, um, touted, they are critically acclaimed, they've won awards. Um, I've heard people say that this new installment should win Best Picture. I don't know if that's stretching it a bit, but uh, the point is more than any other superhero movie in history, the Batman films have been. Uh, really in the minds of moviegoers and of critical people that, that make the decisions on awards and things like that. So uh, for a lot of people, obviously, Chris Nolan would be the go-to guy. I'm not one of those people. But one of my reasons for not wanting a Chris Nolan to continue on this line is that he's made it abundantly clear, much like he has with his 3D, that he really doesn't believe in comic books. He's not He's not down with the villains in comic books. He doesn't like uh, the Robins. He doesn't like sidekicks. We'd never see a Batgirl, um, uh, you know, in the traditional sense. There may be, uh, from what I have heard, some uh, cameo-type mentions that might give you the idea that at some point in the future, had this story continued, we might see something similar to what we know, but – Uh, both Bale and Nolan have said things like, we would never have a Robin in our film. It just doesn't fit in our universe. We'd never have uh, the Penguin in our film. It just doesn't fit in our universe. And I'm not the biggest Batman fan, but I do like Batman and I do like comic books. So when I hear something like that, I get a little uppity because it bothers me that someone who has been entrusted with uh, a franchise that already exists is trying to tell people that The stuff that's already here that everybody knows about isn't good enough for my movie, so I'm not going to have it in my movie. And if you don't like that, then that's too bad. So I think that to have a Justice League movie helmed by Nolan or where Nolan was involved – would be a very different type of Justice League movie where we wouldn't see the type of otherworldly things that we need to see. Now, clearly, the people who involved involved with Avengers didn't have any of those drawbacks. They mm-hmm. have aliens and 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 other uh, things and that just don't really exist. You know, other planets, other universes. Yep. Uh, uh, the big ship that the, all the Shield agents fly on. Obviously, these things don't exist in our world. But neither does the 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 Batmobile that turns into a plane. Uh, but for some reason, that's okay. Um, so, I, you know, I think he's had obviously he's had his time, and it's been a very very successful time. And a, a lot of people want him in charge of a lot more things. He's gonna have work for years and years to come. He doesn't have anything to worry about. I'm I'm glad personally that. We're moving away from that. And I really hope that he and Bale don't suddenly decide to come back and do another Batman because they both have said that they're done and this is it.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting to see just what happens with the Justice League movie, who they do get. Um, We know a script is being written at the moment, so it will be uh, interesting to see just how uh, Man of Steel feeds into that and whether or not Man of Steel is the first of films that try to connect a, a universe together of characters uh, and whether or not it stands alone or whether or not it's you know the first movie of a uh, of a shared universe we'll have to wait and see what Warner brothers does there and just how well man of steel does for them now uh, moving on uh, animated movies uh did you have you did you manage to get to see uh, superman versus the elite
1: no, I haven't. Okay. I uh I, I you know, I still really need to and want to. I just haven't got. It.
0: Yeah, well we spoke about it, I gave my views on it last uh podcast. So but we do hear we're hearing about a new animated movie coming out in twenty thirteen, uh after obviously uh the, the the Batman one that they've got coming out, the Dark Knight Returns. Uh they've got uh they're doing a uh adaptation of the Jeff John's Superman Brainiac uh 2004 I think it was, comic book story and Molly Quinn will be voicing the role of Supergirl and um, it's interesting to see that we had not heard about any uh, anything about this uh, Brainiac story being animated but uh, now we know that in 2013 we'll be having a Superman Brainiac animated movie, we don't know if that's the title or not but all we know at this stage is Molly Quinn will be voicing Supergirl
1: It's interesting, when I first saw this I thought, I wonder if she just kind of let it slip and so they're going with it, you know, because again, as you say, we didn't hear anything about it and now suddenly there's a big story that she's playing Supergirl in a new animated movie that's coming out. I mean, they do these movies every few months, so it's not yeah. like she's really spoiling a big giant thing. We know that that uh, there are... Warner Brothers animated films that come out every every once in a while and then they're really heavily concentrating on Superman and on Batman, which is good. Um, Another thing I've heard, same with the Man of Steel movie, people say, you know, enough with the Superman animated. We've seen it over and over and over again. Give us some Flash. Give us some uh, heroes that we haven't seen. And I'd go for that, too, because I like to see all superheroes. Uh, but of course, being you know the big uh, Superman fan that I am, I, I want to see more and more Superman movies. So I'm glad this is happening. Um, and I, I think if I'm if I'm correct in the storyline, um, it's the one where in the new in the old universe that was the, the new universe, new yeah. Uh, it's it's the one where Jonathan, who was still alive at mm-hmm. that time, mm-hmm. perishes um, in in some sort of Brainiac attack, mm-hmm. not directly killed by Brainiac, but be being involved with uh, making a rescue or doing something along those lines. I wonder if in an animated movie they're going to go there.
0: Mm. It'll be interesting to see what they do because uh, the Brainiac in this is, uh, version is very dark, very uh, clinical, and uh, quite a, a scary worm-like kind of creature. So it'll be interesting to see... Um. Well, not necessarily worm-like, but it's a, it's an interesting way of, of portraying the character so we'll wait and see uh, for, more, wait for more information about this new animated movie coming out in 2013 based on that Superman Brainiac story by Jeff Johns uh, nothing new to report on the TV front um, still repeats of uh, Young Justice on Cartoon Network uh, have not heard about any new episodes at this point in time so uh, just uh, hang tight and uh, we'll hopefully have some more news in our next podcast Now, comic book news. Uh, Have you caught up on your comic book reading?
1: I have. Uh, (laughs) Well, technically not caught up, but I read uh, the most recent issues.
0: Oh, okay. Now, uh, Superman number 10 was released at the end of uh, June. uh, June 27th, to be exact. And as I uh, have a look at my issue on my iPad... Uh, we look at uh, what happened in Superman number 10. It was uh, the continuation of the fight with uh, the, character, the female character called Anguish and this whole Superman secret identity where they think it's uh, this poor <laughs> fella who uh, has no idea what the hell is going on and why people think <laughs> he's Superman. Uh, what was his name? Spence. Spence. And uh, the, the poor fella is really caught up in this whole... Superman secret identity story, and it's interesting to start that Lois goes into Morgan Edge and really has a confrontation with him about, "Hey, you know, I rejected this story. Why? Why the hell are you picking it up?"
1: It was interesting, uh, and 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 clearly from from Edge's point of view, he's the overall boss, yeah. and he's the guy that's in charge, and he overruled and thought that it would be uh, a news getter, and obviously it was. Mm and of course it also led to very bad things and uh, (laughs) Lois uh, at the end of the story uh, can't wait to lay into edge about what has happened here due to his irresponsibility
0: now uh, it's mostly a fight but during the like while the fights going on we get a bit of character development about anguish and about her mother and how this locket was the only photo in existence that uh, you know was locked away from her and taken away from her and all she wanted to do was get it back and then it breaks and she goes nuts and says, Well, if you are Spence, this this guy called Spence, then you've taken away what the thing that I love, so I'm gonna go take away the thing that you love and she heads to uh Spence's house and uh you know, threatens his wife and daughter and uh while uh he's she's there um attacking the the wife and daughter, the uh the, the journalist in, in inverted commas who uh Comes who broke the story about this Spence bloke supposedly being Superman's secret identity tries to uh, get involved in the story and uh, confront the wife at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. He kind of just just bursts right into her house and <laughs> just kind of takes it upon himself to say, uh, "I'm coming in here, whether you like it or not." And the way he's drawn, he looks kind of evil and and uh, dark and scary. He's a nasty um, bloke you know um so it's uh, it's a little bit um a little bit cliche yes. i thought when i was reading it um uh, and i also thought it was funny um that that superman just bursts through the window to save them <laughs> and he kind of leaves the journalist there you know to kind of be shredded i guess by all the glass oh, that's flying through the air uh, but uh, it's the but, punch uh, from uh, anguish
0: you know. that gets him
1: that's it. Yeah, he has no uh, he doesn't have one scrape on his body, not a cut, not n- nothing, but then he gets punched and uh I I I'm kind of wondering if we'll see a lawsuit or a uh you know uh, <laughs> an ongoing kind of um litigation against the guy for assaulting him, but
0: uh, it was it was also interesting They had a uh, they had anguish uh, throwing the uh, edge news van into a tree, which is obviously very reminiscent of the action comics number 1 uh, yeah. uh image and uh, Superman, you know, fixes the locket with the photo with his heat vision. Don't tell me how the, f- the photo didn't get torn, but uh, anyway. And um, <laughs> Anguish uh, slinks away into the rain and, uh, you know, refuses Superman's help you know, to take her to Star Labs and give her, um, you know, some some help there. And uh, then Spence turns up and Superman and uh, and he are seen in the same place and everyone realizes that they're different people.
1: It's a Man. trick, can't you see? It's a robot. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an illusion. It's some it kind of a magic. It it's a trick.
0: clone or a robot, and then yeah, Spence yeah. goes over and punches him in the face.
1: Yeah. but uh, well, what I thought was funny um, is that, and I kept waiting for Superman to mention it. She keeps saying, "You broke oh. it. You broke it. You broke my locket." She broke the locket. Yeah. He it. has it. She attacks him, throws him into the ground, and the locket smashes because she was attacking somebody. So if I'm Superman, I go, hey, I didn't break the. You know, I asked you to calm down. You hit me and it broke.
0: And then we're left to the final page of in Russia with the, uh, uh, you know, obviously the tanker that we saw Superman save in an earlier issue. Uh, the contents of that tanker is some kind of a creature or something. It's killed everybody. And that's where we're left off.
1: Very bloody final scene there. Yeah. With yeah, some kind exciting. of a hook
0: or a mandible or something like that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting where they're going. There's obviously some inter you know there's some threads there that are continuing on from earlier issues. Um, Anguish, Anguish is a, yeah she's a bit of a, a two dimensional type character. You don't really know much about her. We don't really um, you know her powers. You know she can't she can't be touched and but yet Superman comes through the ground and she's knocked over. So. I'm not sure how that works but uh um, I think
1: he surprised her, put her off uh, she uh she said something about my body does it on its own mm. when it's in danger, but I wonder if coming from the ground uh she didn't know she said is it an earthquake or something like that yeah and then he you know not I, off I, balance. I, I don't know exactly but I, I think maybe it was a matter of her not. Being prepared. Being prepared, for yeah. it, or something. But uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was she she leaves before the proof comes out that he's not Spence. True. So,
0: but she may have seen it on the news later on.
1: <laughs> perhaps, but that could be a danger later on to Spence and his family if if she decides that she's still angry or or wants to seek him out or uh, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh, I don't think they'll pick up that trail, but uh, you make a good point. <laughs> then we go into Action Comics number 11, which is the next big Superman comic that came out July 4th. And um first we get this Metal Zero in a comic book, then we get a Metalek. What's, you know, <laughs> what do you make of these these villains with the with the word metal in their name? I
1: don't know, it's really weird, you know, when I first saw it I thought, okay, so this is Metallo now or you know, and then obviously it was Metal-Eck and, and, and we had Metal Zero before. And um, it, they seem to be connected to Brainiac because he goes and, and has a conversation about Brainiac and, and about these metal creatures. And yeah. uh, it's all connected somehow, but I'm not exactly sure how.
0: Now, it's interesting that obviously Superman doesn't have a Fortress of Solitude as yet as, as such. But he's got this – he's using Brainiac's spaceship in orbit – as his base, and has Brainiac as his research tool.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. I also thought it was interesting that he kind of points it out to Batman and it's just there. Mm. I mean, anybody can see it, you know, and and it's nobody's reported on this mysterious object floating in the sky, and it's there. I mean, it's seeable with the naked eye, and it's closer to... Earth than say a star or a planet that mm-hmm. might glow blue or you it's know a uh, but uh, you know uh, kind of weird. Now, glow, uh, bl-
0: what would you make of Superman uh, rebuilding these uh, these build like the the slum houses of uh, of these poor people whose homes were destroyed in the battle with Metalek? Very, it harkens back to a very early action comic story, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's 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 almost a copy except that. Um, they go ahead and rebuild the houses themselves yeah, as opposed help. to uh you know trying to uh, petition the government to do so um and it's it's neat because they build it and they uh, obviously they look like um really um expensive and well-made Modern. housing yeah. at the end there now, whereas is... they were living in some tenements that that yeah, uh, were yeah. falling apart or, or you know. brownstones
0: now we get uh, superman's new secret identity as jonathan what's his name uh clark Jonathan Clark, that's right. He's a fireman, and uh, while it's great he's be able to save people, he realizes that he really misses this his his Clark Kent identity, and goes to see Batman for some advice. Now, what did you, I know? You're not a fan of Batman to the Rescue over Superman. Um, so, what was your take on that scene?
1: You know, uh, I like Batman. I do. I know it sounds like I don't. <laughs> Um, i like all char- you know all these characters kind of um, getting involved with each other and, and and seeking each other out for certain things um i know that 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 clark knows that batman has had these types of issues and deals with them as a regular guy masquerading as a bat and i think that it's interesting that he goes to see batman and asks him what his opinion is i, I I didn't have a problem with the scene at all.
0: Okay, but it, like it seems to be like he doesn't know what to do with it, and Batman says, uh, "Leave, leave your problem with me." So in other words, uh, I'll solve the problem for you on how you get Clark Kent back.
1: Uh, well, you know, um, I, I guess Clark, being the idealist that he is, the 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 um, it's kind of it's, more, it's definitely much more black and white with Clark than mm. it is with Batman. And, and 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 from his point of view right now, maybe being a little naive, uh, I've killed Clark Kent. You know, he's dead. There's no way I can. Yeah. I don't know what to do here. You know, and 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 uh, we have known Batman at times to um, use methods that are less than. Completely on the up and up, I think. You know, there are some. There's forgery stuff going on. There's lying type things going on. There's very secretive stuff, and obviously at the same time, Clark's very secretive. He doesn't tell anyone he's Superman, but that's really the limit of his uh, doing things that are slightly askewed Hmm. to you know uh, serve his own purposes. Whereas Batman, uh, being only human and 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 needing to. Bend the rules a lot more often in order to survive, and in order to get what he needs, he has to do what he has to do and and I think maybe superman isn 't as seasoned in those types of things mm. and it, it' makes sense some people do have skills that other people don 't
0: yeah, have definitely now there 's uh this uh, thing going on with susie lois 's uh, niece who uh, and this, this mystery stranger a cloaked stranger who Assume, from what I'm reading, from what Michael Bailey tells me, maybe Captain Comet. Captain Comet. He says I need to get you to safety aboard the Cometeer. Uh, to uh, to little Susie there, and Susie seems to have some kind of mysterious power where she's able to know things or see things that uh, she, she shouldn't.
1: It's uh, it's another one of those weird kind of offshoots,
0: Morrison. That.
1: So Yeah, that seem like they happen in these stories, and um, it's uh, it's a little confusing, because it's kind of out of nowhere. It seems out of place in the story that we're reading, and it doesn't really uh, seem to have a connection at all, but mm. uh, I guess he's going somewhere with it.
2: Yep,
0: and uh, Superman is attacked by all the uh, citizens of Metropolis, while Lois is looks like she's going to have a massive headache after being yeah, slammed I guess into the car. Can...
1: She got hit by a fire engine, I think, is what it is. Uh I for a minute I couldn't tell, but then I see like her foot in the air with one shoe off yeah. and her purse flying over there and um wow. Uh yeah. <laughs> it seemed like it was going pretty fast too, but maybe she only got clipped.
0: Maybe. Maybe it was just a shoe.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh I like this little uh backstory uh, of the uh the out of towner trying to buy a Superman shirt and the owner of the store telling uh, you know a nice little tale about how it's the original you know the, the based on the design and how Clark or how this young man hooded man came in to get a new get his shirts printed up and you know save the the store owner and uh and then the the his friend who is from Metropolis telling uh, this uh, guy who wants to buy the shirt that you know these stories are a dime a dozen everyone's got the same kind of tale at every store that's selling Superman shirts
1: Yeah, I was a little disappointed when I got to the end there because um, I'm not sure how you took it, but I kind of bought it. Yeah, so did I. Um, You know, I thought because it looked like Clark and the story sounded right. And I was wondering for a while how come occasionally we see him in a white shirt. Uh, So I liked the the guy saying what happened and that he didn't have enough blues and, you know, he was going to do some reds and some whites. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. That explains it all. You know, and then they go, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, it may be a true story, and he may be the only one telling the truth, and everyone else's, you know, all these other shops who are feeding off the same story may be uh, fabricating their own. So yeah. uh, that may be the one true story of how it actually happened, and I guess it's up to each individual person to to decide uh, whether or not that's a fact. So perhaps um, we'll
1: find out in the zero issue.
0: Maybe, maybe that may that may be where you know we find out the origin of of the of the uh, shirt and the design. Now, I uh, just touch you on some of the other comics that happened uh Superboy is you know, had a pretty much a, his first standalone type of issue with uh uh Bunker from the teen Titans uh hanging out with him and uh, i'm not really impressed with the fact that Superboy has decided to rob a bank of all its money and he's sitting there with piles and piles and piles of money and uh, that he says he's borrowed
1: yeah, well, you know sometimes you got to um you know the rent's got to be paid man <laughs> well he's got a free uh, apartment now so i guess uh i yeah i mean it's um it's a bit it's a bit interesting anyway it's uh superboy is old. look uh he's got two sides to his personality as yep. we have clearly seen and uh you know one comes from where we you know our superman who tries to be completely good at all times and as we were talking about before doesn't even know how to bend the rules as perhaps batman might be able to mm. uh whereas superboy you know we've seen him burn down the, the rockefeller center christmas tree and you know uh we've seen him uh, cause a lot of damage to some of his villains and, and that type of thing i think he's still kind of on unstable ground and um, i'm obviously as you said not pleased with him robbing a, a bank and uh i don't even know that i'm interested to see where it goes mm. uh, i haven't I haven't been particularly pleased with the entire line of Superboy really from from the beginning. Yeah, uh, I've kind of like been forcing myself to read cuz I feel like I should, but uh, you know, uh, I'm hoping that 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 you know, some of these new teams
0: Yeah, well, Tom DeFalco the new writer coming on board Superboy, and supposedly from what we've heard at Comic-Con going to take him in a different direction. So we'll wait and see uh, whether or not Superboy can pick up, but it doesn't really give me great confidence that Scott Lobdell, the current writer of Superboy, is the new Superman writer, which we've discussed in previous podcasts. So scary. wait and see what happens there. Then Supergirl uh, continued on uh, her merry way with uh, hanging out with Siobhan and her brother, uh, who is obviously... uh, Siobhan is the Silver Banshee. We don't see the Silver Banshee in number 11, issue number 11, which uh, just came out uh, recently. But uh she's again attacked Supergirl by some somebody spotting sporting a nanotech uh type of um, uh almost like a um terminator uh you know, liquid type of metal, metal that uh, can absorb other people and try to, you know, cover them and um she, you know, defeats him and decides at the end that she needs to leave Siobhan and her brother and And seek out her own answers. And uh, I'm guessing in the next issue we're going to see a a match-up with with Superman again. It seems to be round two, they say.
1: I kind of like the idea that Siobhan is still around. Yeah, it's Um, good that
0: she's got some supporting cast, Supergirl.
1: Yeah, and and, you know Silver Banshee has long been known as a a villain, a long-running villain. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of neat that they put this spin on her and, and that... She's fighting against her heritage, and at the same time, befriending uh, Supergirl. Uh, what is bothering me? It, it seems like every month we mention uh, some sort of robotic Terminator nanotechnology, uh, and there's a fight. And uh, you know, I understand they're comic books. I understand they're action driven, but it, it really seems like to me, with Supergirl and with Superman that we're getting into kind of a pattern where mm. it's a one-off villain, a fight, uh, and then fly off to go meet the next one-off villain, and, and not a lot of anything else.
0: Yeah, uh, it was. it's disappointing to see Siobhan, uh leave Supergirls, uh, if that's in case what's happening. We don't know, obviously, what's going to happen in issue 12 to any great degree. But uh, the fact that Siobhan can speak Kryptonian uh, helps Supergirl because she still doesn't know, you know, she's her English is in this issue is shown to be very limited still and she knows to say hello and she knows people's names but uh, she has no understanding of Earth cultures uh, which gets her into trouble and she has no knowledge of the language so she has no understanding of what people are saying to her and, and I guess that's the angle that they're going with for Supergirl is that she's still very alienated and still is going to find, uh, you know, uh, uh, getting used to Earth and uh, you know, our ways and, and the, the ways that people react and the language and everything. It's going to be very difficult for her, and that's her challenge, uh, is to, uh, you know, find her place in her new life.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting idea. I mean, I mentioned this last time that uh, that that it seems to me that Superman is remiss in his duties um yeah. as a older cousin member of the family that that should be uh, helping her out and he is superman and that's what superman does so why would he help everybody else out and not one of his very own family members uh, but at the same time uh, I, I i could picture jeffrey bridges who who writes the reviews for supergirl well, i don't longer, know
0: actually but uh yeah uh, What's got... that? Yeah jeffrey doesn't write the reviews anymore uh james oh, lance d- now has from from a couple of issues now, has started to write the reviews for. Now, Supergirl. did he
1: did he step out because he was displeased with? Uh, yeah, he just the wasn't. Story? Yeah,
0: he wasn't uh, interested in continuing on with uh, with this uh, version of Supergirl, and so James has stepped in and taken over. Right so
1: now. where I was going with that, it's yeah. actually more relevant that I was going to say. Um, I could picture him saying uh, similar things to look. It's it's been twelve. This is we're we're almost on issue twelve now. It's been a year. Uh, she still really hasn't properly met Kal-El. She still can't speak English. She's got no real established base of any kind. She's wandering around. She's fighting with different people in every episode. She punches before uh, asking questions. She's very brash, and, and there's not much else going on, and it's just very disappointing episode after episode um, uh, that, that, that that that's what we're getting. Mm and maybe yeah, how long going, I mean how it? long will it go on yeah, to where you know she's still on earth but still hasn't met anyone and still uh yeah I don't know yeah. I, it, I I can see where uh someone would become disenchanted with the title.
0: Yeah, well uh from what I hear from the writers that's their whole basis of this it's never going to be easy for Supergirl that the whole thing is a challenge for her and uh finding her place on earth is going to be very difficult and going to be an ongoing thing. So but I just hope they give her more character development and not just as you said, you know, one off villains fight after fight, issue after issue. So wait and see what they do. Now I wanted to touch on Superman Beyond. Uh we haven't really spoken about this uh it's it's attached to the Batman Beyond Unlimited <coughs> comic books, um, as are the Justice League Beyond stories, but the Superman Beyond Chapters also come out digitally, which is how I've been reading them and uh, how we've been reviewing them on the website. And uh, I, I really like this this you know look at the future Superman.
1: I've only read a few, yeah. uh, actually, maybe only the Zero, which right. was its own book, I yeah. guess. And That's I was when I read one. it, I was looking forward to the possibility of an ongoing book. Now we haven't quite gotten that, but but at least we do have these these shorter chapters that are a part of something else and as you say online you can just buy the uh the, 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 beyond, the beyond story
0: yeah. yeah now they come out i think it's once a month each chapter and uh it's usually the third week of the month that's uh we're only up to chapter uh, chapter 5 and in chapter 5 we uh we see you know superman or we see Lex Luthor's daughter i think she is i, I can't remember the relationship i think she's his daughter and uh, she's really getting, you know getting plans in place to uh, take on Superman Superman's you know seeing what these new uh, police are able and capable of doing, and um, you know Solomon Grundy's involved so it's uh, it's an interesting story it's it's hard to keep a track of because of the fact that it comes out so sporadically but um, you know if, if you're interested, the first five chapters are available digitally uh, or they're included in the print editions of the um, Batman Beyond Unlimited comic book which uh, comes out once a month so uh, check out those reviews on the on the Superman homepage if you're thinking about grabbing those but uh, I'd recommend them I've been thoroughly enjoying them and uh, as I have the Smallville comic book which uh, I've been again doing digitally and uh, we're seeing a really different take on um, Hank Henshaw uh, I don't know if you've been watch- uh, reading the Smallville comics at all Scotty?
1: Well, I haven't because I'm waiting for the um, in-theater released version <laughs> when they collect all these and they go to the movies with it. That's right. what I've been hearing.
0: Okay. Mm. Yeah. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, that'd be yeah. maybe you can, you know, read them and record them and then, you know, make that, that a release in the cinema.
1: Yeah, I'm sure people would love to see them <laughs> hear that.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, Hank Henshaw, uh, having been uh, put into one of these drones. Uh, that uh, uh, you know Lex Luthor's put him in, and uh, it's interesting. It's it's hard to really review each chapter uh, because it's almost like a, a you know portion of a, of an episode, and a three chapters make up one print edition. But uh, we're seeing an, an Earth two element to this latest chapter with uh, Chloe from Earth two coming to uh, to to this Earth. And saying that the other Earth is gone, so uh, wait and see what happens there with this alternate reality, um, multi-universe Earths in the Smallville season eleven. I, I hate
1: when I'm, you know, walking down the street and suddenly the Earth is gone.
0: Yeah, and your, and your uh, doppelganger from another universe turns up. I mean, that that always irks me.
1: Yeah, man, it, it just puts a damper on the whole day. <laughs>
0: Well, at least she's still alive. So uh, we'll wait and see uh, what happens with the Earth 2 scenario there in Smallville Season 11. And uh, again, those I'm reviews are on the website.
2: Me. Uh, I haven't had you singing for a while.
0: Come it's, on! It's nice to hear you singing again. Oh, thank you. Just don't wake up the family because I know it's pretty late there.
1: Yeah, Michelle's sleeping right behind me, actually.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll move away from comic books and get into some other discussions about... Uh, uh, we recently had Larry Ty, the author of the book Superman, the high-flying history of America's most enduring hero, which was, uh, in my opinion, one of the best Superman historical uh, books that I've read to date, and uh, Larry was a great uh, 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 special guest on our live edition of Radio K L and uh, had some great insights into the, uh, the history of Superman. Have you had, uh, mentioned, managed to get your hands on this book?
1: I have not, and now that you mention it, I am definitely going to check it out.
0: Yeah, uh, Michael Bailey uh, managed to grab it and was very impressed, and I know Michael's pretty hard to please when it comes to some of the historic facts of Superman and the fact-checking, and um, I'm really impressed with the early chapters on uh, the Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster years of Superman because uh, Larry managed to get his hands on the unpublished uh, memoirs of Jerry Siegel, uh, which were released as part of the um the ongoing legal battle over the rights to Superman and uh Larry's you know in, uh, included a lot of that into his uh chapters on the early years of Superman and uh Joe and Jerry's uh fight to get Superman published and then you know you know what happened to them as far as uh selling off the rights to the character and then forever trying to get the the rights back and uh, their relationships with uh with the guys at uh DC at the time and um very insightful, very interesting, and well worth a read. So if you haven't uh, managed to get a grab of it, get Superman: The High-Flying History of America's Most Enduring Hero. It's a long title, but it's definitely a, a very worthy read. So check it out. Just looking at some of the uh, merchandise coming out recently, um, or that they've been announcing, the Sideshow Collectibles life-size Superman bust is uh, quite uh, quite interesting, and it's a it's a gives me a very Fleischer type golden age feel to the face but it's got a very uh classical look around about the rest of the uh the costume and the s on these chests and and the way the character's portrayed
1: i love it i yeah. saw it i wanted it i can't afford it i'll never have it <laughs>
0: uh, sums it up for a lot of people hey. i think it, and you
1: uh, know me i probably shouldn't have it anyway because i just kind of break break all my it yeah. yeah yeah that's that was sad it was a sad sad thing but uh yeah i mean it's awesome it looks I, great. I i looked at every single you know you have Angle. many different views up there and it just looks great i like the old uh, the old style look to the face and and uh, the mixture that they're kind of kind of doing there but it's uh it's really cool it reminds me a little bit of those um you remember a few i don't know if it was a few months ago a few weeks ago um uh, we had a uh, uh, a post where this guy was kind of drawing a Superman and Lois in kind of pin-up fashion. Yes. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of that. It almost it almost Very looks iconic. exactly like that to me. Uh, and I like those, too, by the way, uh, if you're listening, uh, artist who made those. i um, trying um, to
0: find his name.
1: Um, uh, those are awesome.
0: Des Tyler. Des Taylor was the artist. Des
1: Taylor, of course. It yeah. was just about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> And Steve always interrupts me when I'm about to say things. And, uh, <laughs> sure,
0: I saved your bacon you know, right there. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I've said for years. For year, like a, a few years ago I saw Sky Captain in the World tomorrow. A lot of people really had a, bad, a hard time with that movie, didn't like it. What it reminded me of were the old Fleischer cartoons where Superman would be surrounded by all these giant robots. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, wouldn't it be cool if, if maybe on a, an animated release or a... Uh, or 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 a movie in theaters, they did kind of a throwback Superman back in the 30s or 40s or 50s, and they had giant robots and they did this whole kind of classic thing Retro, where yeah. we could see all those types of things we re- we remember either hearing about or seeing on those older cartoons. And I kind of inserted Superman into Sky Captain in the World Tomorrow while I was watching it, and I I thought how cool it would be if if that was what was going on and his artwork. Reminds me of that sort of thing, and this yeah. sideshow collectibles life-size uh, Superman bust also reminds me of that type of thing. And uh, I definitely, um, if you can afford the uh, the the bust, I I uh, grab it. I'm angry at you because <laughs> I can't.
0: <laughs> now, what did you make of this uh, Kotobukiya's uh, New Fifty Two Superman statue? Uh, it's uh, it's an impressive looking thing, but it's a very um, I don't know. Uh, it's got a lot of people you know uh on two sides of you know they're really polarize the fans
1: now is kodobukiya the name of the artist the individual artist no, or is the it company. the name of the company yeah. okay first off i like that name yeah, it's very it's fun to say <laughs> um but a second the statue you know when you look at it the first picture there you kind of go wow that's really cool and then as you as you click through the shots and you see it from different angles and closer in, there are some interesting choices that were made. It mm. does kind of look like a Japanese anime yep face. uh Facial. face yep, and then of course, the suit's like really shiny, yep, which is kind of cool in a way, but then. You kind of go, but is Superman's suit shiny? That's and what i Does I'm, he fly, fly around like that? That's
0: it, you know they've really made these people who you know like the whole thing about oh it's armor the armor the armor, and we we're thinking no it's supposed to be fabric that is, you know has armor qualities to it because like Kevlar or whatever you know like some of these, you know uh, bulletproof suits they don't look metallic, they just have that, you know that's they're just armor like you know type of. Um, I don't know what you'd say. It, it gives it a, a quality of that, but that's not necessarily
1: shiny. But on the other hand, isn't it? Isn't it little tiny robots or nanites that form when he needs know. the suit to be on him because yeah, they, techno- they want to explain technology. Yeah, they wanted to explain how he's able to hide it underneath yeah. his clothing, and uh, so it's got to be made out of some sort of metallic fabric, a mixture kind of uh but but yeah the shininess is a little bit i think it would look great on a on a shelf for sure um in terms of the actual authentic, uh, uh, authenticity of what superman looks like i think that's i think that's where people are are a little confused
0: yeah well wait and, uh i mean I, i'm not sure if if even if i could afford i don't know if i'd buy this one but um it's, uh, oh, they
1: say other members of the Justice League are sure to follow
0: yeah so uh, the whole New 52 design of the Justice League will be created in these statue forms from Kotobukiya so um, if that's your cup of tea then uh, these statues are coming out soon so um, that's from Kotobukiya it's available pre-order on the Superman homepage online store right now for I think it's a early uh, January 2013 release it says so um, that's the, the statue from Kodobukia. All right. Uh, the other well, there's, these things seem to come in twos. We have a bust and a statue that are coming out, and then there's two new roller coasters out uh, at the moment. Uh, the first one was the Superman Ultimate Flight at Six Flags Vallejo, and the other one is the Lex Luthor Drop of Doom in at the Six Flags Magic Mountain.
1: I love this because I love I love that Superman and Lex Luthor are kind of representing amusement parks you know it reminds me of like disney world or something where you have themed areas and now superman gets to be part of that um i guess it's a six flags thing you know it started with batman back in 89 or whatever when six flags great adventure got the the batman coaster and it was a big deal for quite a long time they still have it but it's kind of uh, uh, out of time now because mm-hmm. things are much more advanced and much bigger and faster And but I still talk to people who really enjoy it and uh, I also went on the uh, the Great Adventure uh, Superman, uh, I don't know what it's called it might just be called Superman it's a flying ride, you actually lay down it's a right. roller coaster ultimate, you, yeah. it, it seems like you're flying. flying so I don't know if the ultimate flight is the same thing or not but it's always cool to see these it is a little um you know, kinda like not being able to afford the Superman bust. Hmm. It's a little sad because I don't think I'll ever be able to ride these, being that I'm on the opposite coast. Yeah, well I'm on the opposite uh, side of the world, so and the opposite side, yeah. Well, yeah, it's gonna be tough. But it's I, gonna be I thought you know, it was... what you do when we when we do the when we do the Superman celebration, Yeah. you know, all we gotta do is add like another four thousand dollars or so and we can,
0: can help out you know, it.
1: just make it a whole uh
0: <laughs> Almost trip like a and we'll visit
1: crawl. all the all the Superman type of. Uh... And the other thing that was cool about it, if you didn't see it on the site, was that Michael Rosenbaum, I that's guess, what was, I was there about to
0: say Michael Rosenbaum <laughs> yeah. helped launch it.
1: it. The Lex Luthor drop of doom. That is that's probably the cool. I mean, it is in L.A., so I guess that's probably where he is. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, very cool that he would still have that sort of connection. Connection. I yeah. mean, he wanted to leave years ago from Smallville, but that's he true. still has a. Um, I guess he has a place in his heart for the mythology <laughs> of Superman and Lex Luthor.
0: Yeah, no, it was very cool to see him there, launch the the ride and go on it, and uh, he had hair. And he had hair, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that was very cool to uh, to see him launch that roller coaster there for the first ride. Now, uh, the you mentioned a, a classic Superman, uh, you know, harkening back to the the Fleischer era of of a, uh, a retro type of thing. And that's exactly what Rob Pratt has done. He's an animator who did the Superman classic animation back in uh, February of last year, I think it was. And now this year he's released a Bizarro classic animation uh, showing Superman up against Bizarro, and it's uh, captured the imagination of fans everywhere.
1: It was very, very cool. This guy is super talented. Uh, It does seem to take a very long time to do these. Yeah, Um, well, he traditionally animates them by hand. Yeah, so I'm not exactly sure where his place would be other than releasing these a little bit every once in a while. I mean, I've heard a lot of people comment that Warner Brothers would be silly not to snap this guy up in a moment. Um uh, but his style of animation is much much different than what, you know, these guys are, you know, on Young Justice or whatever. This is a I think a, a computer animated type mm. of um You know they're not they're not doing little frames at a time, folding them over on top of each other and changing the picture, which is what Rob Pratt is doing. Um, I'm not exactly sure how they do it, but I think it's much speedier. Yeah, Uh, and And this is just really cool to look at.
0: Yeah, we uh, actually had Rob Pratt on as a special guest, and again on Radio KL Live, and uh, he told he tells us that it's like 27 images per second that he has to draw. 24, 27 actual pages that he has to draw per second of this animation, which is obviously why they're not longer and why they take so long. But um, that's just a traditional way of animating. that, And he's doing it on his own where, you know, when, say, Disney animates a movie or whatever back in the day, uh, they would have had a team of animators, uh, you know, doing all the different drawings. And uh, Rob has, actually has had a meeting with Warner Brothers, he told us, um, a while ago, uh, saying that, they, you know, they might do something together, but nothing ever uh, eventuated, and um, he has other plans for uh, more releases in the future, but it's just a matter of time. And um, he obviously does this all on his own. He's, he became good friends with John Hames Newton, who voices the role of Superman in these animated shorts, and his wife does so the, cool. uh, the voice of Lois Lane. And they just became fast friends after seeing each other, meeting each other at a I think it was a cocktail party of some kind. And um, John's, uh you know, you know, just donating his time to do the voice and. And the only really expense that uh, Rob Pratt does for these animated shorts is to hire a uh, sound studio for the recording of the lines. And John, having you know practiced them with uh, with Rob uh, leading up to uh, the actual recording process, has obviously got those lines down pat. And they just go in, and do the recording of the lines, and in you know specialized uh, recording studio, and uh, away they go. So uh, more power to Rob. He, he, you know, what he's doing is great.
1: I love that when I watched that behind the scenes thing, and yeah. John hams Newton was there and of it's just say like, it's so cool he was he was kind of only a he was really a minor part in terms of uh even that superboy series yeah uh you know uh, having left after the first season, but uh here he is again, you know we talk about um Michael Rosenbaum still wanting to be attached and, and being willing to go there and do mm-hmm. that with the roller coaster Here's a guy who other than conventions I guess really hasn't as far as I know been been attached to superman or superboy in yeah. any way in quite some time and and here he is showing up uh, voicing a, uh, a, a, uh, I guess a fan
0: Yeah fan made animated short uh,
1: very talented um uh, doing these these shorts and I love the style you know again it's that whole pin up kind of old style yep. with the you know Lois has got these cool outfits and the, you know I just love how they look I love how Clark looks I love the whole thing. I love the movement. Yep. And you only get that, you know, computer animation is great, you know, uh, but uh, you only get this type of movement and this type of look, I think, from from traditional animation. And, yeah. and this guy's got it down. It's interesting how young he is, um, and he somehow from somewhere learned how to do this. Well, he's and, actually and,
0: a, he actually works at Disney. He's a Disney artist. He's a Disney Okay. Year. Um, hired. Uh, I think he. I,
1: I didn't even know Disney did that type of animation. Anymore. Yeah,
0: well, he's more of a. I think he's more a storyboard type of th- thing. Uh, you know, animation is something that he does um, on a like on a personal level that he creates on his own. So, um, but he does work for Disney as an illustrator. So, uh, uh, you know, and, and does this in his spare time. He says he, you know, sleeps a couple of hours a night and um, you know does these Superman things in, in his own time. So, uh, good good luck to rob and uh, we look forward to seeing more of his stuff uh, if not in an official capacity then definitely as a fan release
1: i would like to see if he's listening uh continuation of that original one he released where all the robots <laughs> the were robots cuz what in the world is going to happen there i mean <laughs> it's kind of a weird uh, it just ended there and now we got bizarro which was great uh, so you know i guess maybe everyone just died and we're going you know we're going back in time now and seeing some other adventures
0: All right, well, let's move into the big question segment
1: of the show. Let's start with the big question. Last month's question was, which is your favorite Superman-related DC Universe animated movie so far, and why? Guthrie McLean wrote in, It's hard for me to decide. Probably Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Luthor makes a really good villain. He knows how to torture Superman. Superman is a boss in the film. Uh, As for the rest, there couldn't be a better cast. The chemistry with Superman and Batman was written very well. One of my favorite interactions with the two was when Superman asks Batman, Why did you use your parachute? I could have carried you. Then Batman replies, Between you and me, I hate that. Laughed out loud.
0: Uh Very good. I love that scene too.
1: Yeah, There was a lot of great interaction in there. I love the whole... uh, uh, the sewage scene, um, whether down going to the to the Batcave, just a lot of the 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 uh, barbs back and forth, or uh, it's it's very well written.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now Hector writes, mine has to be Superman versus Doomsday. The reason why is because it has a great storyline. Mostly, uh, all the superheroes are there to show respect to Superman when he died. The best part of it all was Lex's words when he said, "There comes a time when even gods must die," and at the end. It would seem you can't be destroyed after all, Superman. It would seem. Just an awesome movie.
1: Yeah, it's another one that kind of um, leaves us hanging. It, it almost, uh, you know, like Rob Pratt's thing, it it almost seems like Lex Luthor has other plans. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're going to see uh, him try again to attempt to, uh, and yet... Uh, we're not going to, uh, yeah. I mean, at least not in that version.
0: No, and that movie kind of polarised fans too because there are, some people were expecting a very uh, literal uh, adaptation of the Superman, the death of Superman story, and what we got was, um, you know, something that was a bit different.
1: Yes, indeed, and I'm one of them. I mean, I liked it for what it was, but it was very, very different from the actual storyline yeah. that it yeah. came from. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Savinsky wrote, uh, "Superman versus the Elite" because it attacks Superman's weakest aspect, his relevancy, and it is excellent social commentary on the world we live in. And how Superman fits into it and why he doesn't just go all Punisher on everyone. As for the opening credits, as commented on KAL Live, I think it fits because we see the older Superman, which is what this film is addressing. How relevant is he? And this film ends with Superman being the role model he should be. Overall, it was super. Really loved it all.
2: Yeah,
0: I uh, thoroughly enjoyed Superman vs. the Elite. It's probably to date my favorite of the uh, animated Superman films personally.
1: I'm gonna have to I really gotta I actually it keeps lo- I keep forgetting that it's there you know and being the person that I am we talked about this at the beginning you search online you look for everything you can find that's Superman related and here I have a quality produced uh, you know hour or more long film that I could watch and just haven't And I just keep kind of you know it leaves my mind we talk about it and then I forget about it I gotta figure out where I can get it and, 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 and watch it
0: write yourself a note
1: I should. I just did.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, uh, then, what's our newbie question?
1: Uh, what did you think of the Man of Steel teaser trailers?
0: Yeah, well, Scotty and I gave our opinion at the beginning of this podcast. So let's Boy, hear your did thoughts
1: we.
2: <laughs> at
0: length. Uh, let's yes. hear your thoughts about the teaser trailers for Man of Steel. Get involved with the big question segment of the show. You can uh, find the, uh, the big question button at the Superman homepage where you can type in your answer and Scotty and I will read those out. In our next podcast, or you can send in an audio answer as an MP3 file, and Scotty and I will play that in the next edition of Radio
1: KAL. I'm actually surprised we didn't get too many um, answers yeah. to last month's big question. So get on it out there. And, you know, there have been times where we've had, you know, Dreams eight, 10, you know, yeah. and, and here we have three. So, uh, you know, come on.
0: Yeah, and where are the bows, Calvin Up and uh, Stala?
1: Yeah, they weren't here this month. <laughs> and I Mikey B. Them. I would think that the Man of Steel teaser trailer should yeah. uh, should bring people out of the woodwork because uh it's a big thing. It's probably the biggest thing that's come about um, in For quite some time. Yep. Only one thing alive can hear this frequency
2: and that's
1: you Super secret soundbite. Last month's sound was Lex Luthor from the animated movie Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. We were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine people guessed it correctly, and they were Rick Ruiz, Guthrie McLean, Brendan mm-hmm. Savinsky, Matthew Apps, Edward Cianti, Fred Walsh, Greg Kesey, Stephanie Hicks, and Shahid Ali.
0: Well, to those nine people, congratulations, and hey. let's see if they and more can guess where this sound comes from.
2: They will join you in the sun.
0: Well, if you think you know where in the world of Superman that sound came from, shouldn't be too hard. Uh, send your entry in by clicking on the secret soundbite entry form. We will read out the names of everybody who guesses it correctly in our next edition of Radio KAL. Yeah. Okay, uh, our Superman song. Now, before we launch into this month's song, uh, Superman homepage writer Sean Morrissey Fills us in on last month's artist Stomp Gordon. You'll remember the uh, the song that we had last week was called Superma- Ride Superman Ride. And uh, sorry, last month. And he says Stomp has passed on. We were wondering whether or not he'd died. And he says he has passed on. He actually died less than two years after Ride Superman Ride was released. He got himself a heroin addiction and liver problems and was found dead in his car just a month before his 32nd birthday. It's uh, tragic, wow. yeah, very young uh, death there. So thanks, Sean, he, for that information.
1: Sean uh, also made a request for this month's Superman song, Man of Steel, by Jay... Uh, Retard? <laughs> Retard, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a garage punk artist who also died too soon. Hopefully, Sean will fill us in on uh, Jay's death as well.
0: Yeah, but for the time being... Here is Man of Steel by Jade Riotard. And place
2: to be this white a man of steel is melting.
0: for another month Uh, now remember uh, we are open to your suggestions in regards to topics that you think we need to discuss Uh, maybe there's a song you'd like to request just like uh, sean did there Uh, maybe there's a big question you'd like us to pose to the fans all those suggestions can be sent in to us using the kal feedback form found at the superman homepage, and scotty and i will take into you into consideration your suggestions but for now that's the show thank you scotty
1: Thank you, Steve. I just wanted to make mention not to end the show on a downer of the uh, tragedy that mm. happened in the uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Colorado. I think we're all thinking about everybody. I think that uh, it was a terrible thing. Uh, I myself uh, was uncomfortable going to the theater. Uh, I didn't actually make it. I was going to go to the movies today, and the whole time on the way there, I was thinking about how horrifying it would be mm. if something like that were to occur while I was in a theater. And this obviously is the the worst attack uh, of this kind that has happened in America and uh I, I just uh, my thoughts go out to everybody and, and uh it's uh, I I can't even I I'm, I'm speechless that's that something like that has happened and, uh you know just remember that uh there is good in the world and and uh I, I hope that uh everybody's okay from this this attack the, the the people who did survive and and uh we don't see something like this again anytime soon.
0: Yeah, well said. Now, thoughts and and prayers are with everybody involved and uh, affected by this uh senseless and, and tragic uh, occurrence you've been listening to radio kl from supermanhomepage.com